0: If you want change, then you have to change. So let's bring that change together. Welcome to Glitters of Life, the motivational podcast. I'm your host Rohit and in today's episode, we have with us Anubha Batra. She works for a startup based in Canada. She is a podcaster and a working mother. Yes, whether it is about moving to a new city or exploring a new career opportunity, she enjoys the whole process of learning and then unlearning. Her journey is a mix of all we started off with the conversation where she tells us about the thing she would have known at the start of her career so tune into the episode to get more insights of her life
1: working with my first placement and everything so for a 21 year old life was like set okay i got a job i and at that time i was working in bombay okay so i got a job i'm working in bombay i'm living life on my own and i'm having the time of my life i wish somebody at that point in time had told me that listen it's not always about getting that one job and getting decent amount of money in your hand right it's like you know your career has to be evolving constantly you have to be you know you should be ready to adapt and to learn at all points in time so tomorrow even if you become a manager you have yeah. to be able to have that kind of a temperament that you're learning from your team members right. or you know so that kind of a thing so nobody actually told me that i learned it on my own i like uh, learned it the hard way okay. that uh, it's, uh, you always have to keep uh, adapting constantly keep learning constantly there is no age for learning right so you know as 20 year olds you don't understand all of the, these exactly. things and you you just, just' like faltu gyan somebody has <laughs> giving you but basically it wasn't gyan, it was actually the truth and yeah I'm sure somebody had sat me down at that point in time and told me right but it's all right uh, and eventually I began that I began to understand how important it is to keep yourself updated constantly. it's not that what you've studied you've done your degree and everything and okay fine now you're just doing your work no that's not important every now and then and especially with technology and times changing right now you have to keep updating yourself constantly. I think if somebody would have told me this at that time I would have done much better in life
0: it's never ending list
1: (laughs) yeah yeah true
0: and life is all about ifs and buts but still we have to keep our best so that's the more kind of situation
1: exactly exactly Yeah. yeah
0: And what are the major differences you have noticed in yourself from moving into different countries over the period of time?
1: Um, There have been a lot, like both personally and professionally there have been a lot of differences. Personally, again, I say that, you know, now, um, you know, as I was talking to you earlier, the first time I actually moved out of the country to live somewhere else yeah. was in 2014 when I got married and I moved to the US. It was a very different time for me because I was here in India, in Delhi, I was absolutely set with my career, with my life and everything and then leaving everything and going to a completely different country mm-hmm. to live. You know, traveling was a different story altogether. You go for a few right. days, you like night you come back and you're fine. Exactly. But living was very different because you have to be open towards, again learning, I would say learning is the most important thing because you had I had to unlearn a lot of things. In terms of the way I used to live over here, and you know, pick up new things over there, okay. Uh, be it um, uh, you know, uh, even the accent of yeah. even the using certain words. I mean, it's very difficult to change at a certain age. So True. that was something again very eye- an eye opener for me. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest uh, you know personally again I would come to it was like I had to do all my work on my own <laughs> there was nobody to do my dishes, nobody to cook no. for me, nobody to clean my house you know you're doing everything exactly. on your own so that was make a huge difference when you ever you move to a different yeah. country so personally all these things and obviously adjusting into a new life with a new, uh, you know getting married and so on and so forth yeah. so that was there. Professionally, the th- again, uh, you know, the work environments are very different. It? You True. know, when it, in, exactly. in the U.S. and in India, they are way different. Um, in the U.S., it's all about okay, do your work, you know, just get done with your work, yeah. and you are through with it. In India, it doesn't happen like that. We like to linger on on a lot of exactly, our work exactly. and it, even in our corporate lives, we do that. But in the U.S., that doesn't happen. So again, you know, every country has a, comes with its own work culture and you have to be able to open yourself and adapt to it. Yeah. So, and that is what, you know, I took time mm-hmm. to realize that I, um, uh, both personally and professionally and fine, it's okay, it took me time yeah. but I learned it eventually. It's just That's
0: like uh, we have to take all good wherever we go, sticking to the changes which happens for good is always a cherishable moment.
1: Exactly. So basically, you know, in short, you just have to be open to change, exactly. don't be stuck up in time that, you know, this is what I used to do, and I'm not going to do this. Um, it doesn't happen. And so cultural changes like
0: surely influences. us.
1: Exactly, it does, you know, uh, and nothing is good or bad, even culturally. No. I mean, if exactly. those guys have something that we do not agree to, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's yeah. okay. And okay. it's the same, it's vice versa. So you right. need to be completely open to things. Yeah. And
0: from India, like we come from a diverse cultural values. So it's been pretty yeah. amazing. Life. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. who have been the most influential person in your life and what qualities of theirs influenced you?
1: Okay. So um, I do have like multiple people. Okay. But uh, I would. Uh, Again, uh, bifurcated into professional and personal awesome. again
0: Yeah.
1: because um, I, I keep these two lives very different uh, for myself Good thing So, uh, let me start with professionally um, You know, one of my first few bosses Okay Her name is Kamolani Roy okay. and uh, uh, I mean till today it's been like I've been working for almost like 13 years now yeah. Till today I feel whatever she taught me at that point in time when I was in my early 20s right they are still applicable and you know i feel that you know if she hadn't taught me all of this like the importance of time uh, you know the importance of time when you're reaching for a meeting right you know it's something as basic as that now exactly. in india it's a very common thing for us to say no ka meeting, ye, no problem, we'll reach by 9.05 <laughs> right it's very it's common true. thing you know it happens <laughs> right but for me, for she was the one who told, who taught me the fact that if you have a meeting at nine nine o'clock, you're supposed to reach for the meeting at eight fifty nine a.m. Make sure right. you're there by 8. Exactly. nine a.m. You know, because you start things on time, you finish things on time, and so and so forth. Your day goes by. So these are like these little, very little things exactly. about how important is it to be very presentable at work. Ethics. like these presentable, and you know. Um, because they say that you know it's not the matter of how you look, it's always about the brains but you know the first thing when a person notices you is like how you look you yeah. don't have to be like beautiful like a Miss World or something but you have to be <laughs> presentable right. so you know these are very little things which she taught me and I continue to use them till date and I try to tell a lot of people that this is what I learned from her in those days I used to get very irritated like what nonsense is this and all that yeah 2 later, yeah <laughs> but she doesn't hai. exactly so that is the thing so she has been like a very influential person for me and uh, we I've been the 4 years I worked with her we had like really bad ups and downs and there was okay. a time when I used to hate her but uh, in the long run no ways I mean I learned a lot from her so that was one professionally okay. um, personally again um, I would uh, the most influential person for me has been till date has been my mum Okay. Uh, my mother, uh, she's no more, she's been like about oh. 8 years since she passed away, um, she was a dentist all right. and uh, she always worked full time and everything and how she used to juggle her life between um, us, her family and her work mm-hmm. and in spite of that she used to take out time to do her own things you know she used to do a lot of social work and all those kind of things as well right. how she used to manage time between all of us So, that has been like a great inspiration for me in terms of because now I have my own family, I have my own child, I have my career, I have my podcast also and everything. So, there are times, you know, when I get like, you know, God, I do not have the time for certain things. So, that's when I, you know, think about her and I'm like, how did she manage, you know, that kind of a thing. So, I try to, so, you know, these people have been like, you know, I get influenced by these people, I think about them when I'm in difficult times or I'm in like testing times. And exactly. then I, you know, try to um, go ahead with whatever I do.
0: It is so good to have them in life, in any way. Like though they might may, may not guide us at every moment, but we surely follow them. Like so, it's,
1: exactly. It's about you know the experiences that we've had with them in the past, right? Yeah. So it's all about that. So you think about those experiences, and that's when they say you learn from your experiences, right? Correct. You yeah. think about those experiences, and then you start uh, thinking about
0: them. exactly, exactly, and. Yeah. What was life like when you moved to USA?
1: Okay, um, as I said, my life was very different in terms of because initially I could not work over there because of visa issues yeah. and visa restrictions. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, you know, as if something had like suddenly hit me that over here in India, I had such a uh, fast life in terms of I used to work full time, right. go out, with, I was single, so go out with friends, live my life, do whatever I want to do <laughs> and all those things. Kind of which was there in the US also, but over there it was different. I did not exactly. have my work.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: did not have a professional life. So suddenly from being this person who would just come home to sleep, you become this person who is at home all the time. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of a thing. And uh, and there's no problem in doing household chores. But you know, suddenly for a professional person, when you are thrown into that life, it's like it takes it right. on you. Yeah. So for me, life was very different in that way. It took a lot of time to adapt. But at the same time, I'm not saying that it was a sad one. I had a lot of fun. I learned to travel alone. I learned to explore alone because obviously my husband was working full time. He could not be with me at all points in time, right? So, um, you know, so I used to like the city that I was living in in Boston. I've seen that entire city on my own. Okay. And uh, I explored and I was not driving over there and all that. So, um, you know, um, using like, you know, Trying to find your way out, talking to uh-huh. people and everything, you know. So that's what all I learned over there. It was different. It was nice. Um, yeah. So I had a lot of fun. Okay. So that's there.
0: <laughs> but it's not easy, like. <laughs>
1: it it wasn't easy. Uh, like I will definitely say that, in spite of the fact that I knew my husband for like ten years before I got married to him, okay. we dated for that long.
0: Great, so it was uh-huh. not
1: that I was like being with a completely new person. but uh, the environment was completely new for me I did not have my family around I didn't have too many friends like his friends were my friends you know that kind of thing Exactly. and in spite of all that then you know you try to make your way so it becomes very difficult it becomes very overwhelming at times true but it's again all about you know um, just going through it and making sure that your head is straight and just like
0: Mm -hmm. doing things we have to make it uh, easy by sheer hard work I feel so yeah sure Yeah, Yeah. yeah 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 And you had career in multiple fields. How did you cope up the change and embrace it at the same time?
1: Yeah, I also have. Yeah, I've had like multiple careers in terms of that. When I started working, I was a part of financial services. I did that for like almost like yeah five years, and uh, at the end of five years, I got bored of it, and I was like, I do not want to do this anymore. (laughs) I was into uh, initially I was into marketing of financial services, moved to sales. Okay. Then I got bored of that again and I was like I want to go back to marketing but I was like nahi yaar to nahi ho hai So then I joined media, I was working oh. for Big FM, like not Big FM per se, the radio channel, I was working for their TV channel which is yes. the Big TV
0: Yes.
1: So I started working for them, that was a completely different uh, field for me from financial services which is a little uptight and classy You yes, go to yes. media which is very different, like very chilled out and very different Right. So that happened, and then when I moved to the US, I started working for a museum over there, which was an art museum. All right. And that too, that art museum was into Native art, so okay. it was all about Native Americans and all of those things. And then when I moved to Canada, I started working for a tech starter. So mm-hmm. that has that I've been doing so much all these years, and it's different because you get to learn a lot of new stuff. Um, cool. In terms of uh, you know you under the work cultures for each. Each, uh, you know, you can say, each uh, career has had like a different work culture completely. From being completely uptight to being uh, chilled to being, again, in a museum. I was working like the average age over there were like 60-year-olds. So, you know, you're working with that kind of a setup because I was dealing with, again, digital advertising for them. So, you know, making them understand as to, you know, this is how things work and, Mm -hmm. you know, they think so that and then moving to a startup where it was just like me and my boss we were like the only two okay, people in cool. the organization so it's all about again adapting to different things and you know being open to change
0: right stability completely. is the key
1: stability and then um, you know again you a lot of times you have to unlearn a lot of things before learning new things yeah. right so that's how it is and you cope up with the change, see I, I won't be, I'm not a saint who will say nahi, sab hai, sab chal No, no, everything is and everything That doesn't happen, I crib a lot, a okay. lot of times It's <laughs> like why am I doing this, what am I doing this for, you know, that kind <laughs> of scenario hey, At least then, you get
0: that, those questions, like many of them are clueless, like what to do?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I have been clueless, I've been like, like you know, even when I started working for the startup okay. uh, that I am with right now uh, it was like my boss, and then I was the first person to be hired. And the second day, he just told me, he's "Like, just hire interns for this, this, this work." <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, let me first learn the work because I was nowhere close to technology. Like, okay. literally, I didn't even know the T of technology. You know, that kind of a thing." So again, then you have to invest a lot of time in reading up,
0: in okay. talking to
1: people, in um, you know, going and talking to people whom you've never met go say mm-hmm. hi to them and you know start a conversation with them because right. you need to learn you need to learn the nuances of each business you need to understand why somebody is saying what that person is saying
0: exactly you
1: know so so yeah so basically yeah, you just have to be open to change all the time yeah like that's become like the mantra of my life oh, right
0: good piece of advice cool <laughs> <laughs> and what is the most important piece of advice you have for mothers who are pursuing a career
1: Um. I think uh, just keep your head straight and don't think about your child when you're at work believe me yeah. <laughs> because because I'll tell you what happens is because at the back see it's very it's easier said than done at the back of your mind you always have this thing that you know Um, I've left my child at either the daycare or with Mm -hmm. with family or friends or whoever and I'm out here to do this work. I want to finish this work and go. You know, at the back of your mind, you always have this.
0: It always happens. But
1: if you keep keep thinking while doing the work that you're doing, you keep thinking about it, um, it will always be a little bit of a problem because then you will be in a rush to finish things. Right. And when you're in a rush to finish things, it's not a very nice feeling. So uh, sometimes you goof up Sometimes because there are certain things Which require time also Mm -hmm. So like for me uh, The first time when I moved out And everything Like I moved out in terms of uh, uh, You know I moved out to work and all So I left my child at the daycare um, In Canada, in Toronto itself So we used to like leave him at 8 o'clock In the morning and pick him up at 6 o'clock In the evening so initially few days were very difficult for me because I couldn't concentrate at work thinking about him all the time that I don't know and he was just about like what 24 months old so um, so for me it was like a constant this thing like you know how would I do that and I don't know if he's eaten anything or not is he sleeping is he all exactly. not hurt? but then one day I had to really sit myself down and tell myself that listen he is at a very safe environment, which I made sure that, you know, that it was a good environment for him mm-hmm. to be in. He is with five other kids over there. And there are like experienced people to manage him. Nothing can go bad, wrong with him. And I need to concentrate on my work right now. So yeah. the day when I started doing this, that's when I was fine and I was actually able to concentrate on my work. So and I would think about him when I would leave work, and then I would start thinking okay. about him. Like you know, what he would have done? What am I going to feed him when I go home? You know, that kind of a thing. Exactly. So it's, sometimes it's good to disconnect, and I think for mothers, it's very important to disconnect from their child at some point in the time or the other.
0: So you are a great example. Like <laughs> truly, appreciate I your spirit. <laughs>
1: i wish <laughs> i try to do that
0: contradiction in place
1: no that's what i'm telling you i may sound i'm very sorted but i have my good days and my bad days and my bad days are purely bad okay. so.
0: <laughs> happens yeah and does raising kids teach you any skills that you can use in the workplace
1: yeah the biggest one is multitasking
0: oh so, <laughs> I okay. thought you would say time management
1: <laughs> there <are> no multitasking <laughs> is the biggest then comes time management it's okay. as simple as that so multitasking would be like okay fine like you know um, at work what happens is if there is like um, I'm doing some kind of uh, work with somebody but at the same time my boss is calling me out ki, You know, this is new thing I'm putting in, in the app and I want you to check it out yeah. now if I leave one thing and do the other I won't be able to make time for both Right. So I'm like, okay fine, I'll give to in you, know, that kind of thing. And that's what happens at home also, right? Oh. You are feeding the child at the same time, he's dropping 10,000 things while eating. Exactly. You're making sure that has been cleaned up. Or, uh, you know, if the child is just playing around, you're also making sure that thikhe, his food is, is getting cooked or you're cooking his food yourself. Yes. And at the same time, you're watching your child that, you know, he doesn't end up doing something hurting himself or things like that it's basically multitasking cool. that's like once you master the art of multitasking time management will automatically yeah. come quickly.
0: and mothers might run out of time but never on responsibilities
1: <laughs> yeah that, that's that, that's the thing so yeah. yeah that's why on my podcast also I did that episode which was all about that
0: okay cool
1: that you know how motherhood is also a full time career Like yeah. you do not get an off from there 24 hours uh, no weekends nothing
0: <laughs> so, true true it is
1: yeah, yeah. Tough
0: thing. Like. Yeah, and it is very tough. What constantly motivates you to keep going no matter what may be the condition?
1: Uh um I don't know. I've never thought about it that this is what motivates me completely, but the whole idea of not being redundant. Okay okay because the way um, times are changing the way technology is changing it is very easy to be redundant like you know you're doing a certain thing and you're like yeah now i'll just keep doing this and i won't even look at other things that doesn't happen so you have to constantly motivate yourself to be able to understand new things and look at new things because what you are doing today may become obsolete tomorrow yeah you know so you have to motivate yourself No, I don't redundant nahi hona. Tomorrow when my child grows up When my child is in his teens He shouldn't be coming back and telling me Oh, you, you're you too old, you don't know anything You know, that kind of a feeling And uh, believe me, I mean, I'm sure all of us We used to do this to our parents And a lot of us still do it It's not there It's not that we don't It's like natural, you know mm-hmm. but, uh, but that feeling is a very uh, weird feeling And believe me, that feeling came into me When I was in the US Okay. Uh, when I couldn't work for a certain period of time I used to start feeling redundant because no matter how much you read and how much you this thing until you don't do so, you don't so that
0: is
1: what it is so that's the thing so I know that I, if I have to do my um, anything related to my professional career I have to do this because otherwise there is somebody else who will um, you know go ahead of me and say that okay yeah, this yeah, person yeah. has now become obsolete I do not want to be redundant and obsolete it's as simple as that so even if I am doing my podcast I am doing this because I want to be comfortable and I want to be a part of the social media world I am not very comfortable with videos and this and that but I am more comfortable with speaking to people so I would rather do a podcast and speak to people. Yeah exactly
0: after all putting out values which matters a lot
1: exactly exactly so if i like to write i would write and do it but i do not want to be told that oh you don't know this used to happen like five years back (laughs) Um, that is like my biggest fear i don't want to be like one of like in that category of people
0: okay fantastic Cool. and moving ahead like how did the idea of having a podcast come up in your mind
1: okay so um this actually came up uh, in the beginning of I think 2018 was okay. what happened was that uh, for my company itself we were just uh, thinking on some ideas of you know marketing and advertising and everything mm-hmm. so I just recorded a piece I wrote a piece and I just recorded it and I sent it to my boss saying that uh, uh, you know what do you think about it so I just okay. sent I recorded it on whatsapp and just sent it through the phone mm-hmm. so I said what do you think about this Do should we use something like this so um, anyways so So that was the first time when I heard myself and I thought that, you know, I uh, can talk with clarity. I have a lot of ideas. Why not share those ideas and that clarity with the world? I am not somebody who is very comfortable with videos. I cannot like, I hate taking studies and I am the worst person at it. So I was like, you know, I cannot do all of this. So, but I sound good and I speak with clarity. Why not use this? So at that time the idea was hovering and i was um i and obviously in, you know uh, podcasts have come to india and in, like in the last probably two three years and exactly. still haven't picked up as much no, no, exactly. uh, but in usa and canada podcasts are like a it's a very um, normal routine for anybody who's traveling yeah, to yeah. work you don't listen to radio as much as you would listen to a particular <laughs> podcast which is a fact True. so um so, so I was looking for ideas, I was thinking about ideas, um, nothing was really coming to my head because nothing was like really uh, clicking with me, then I spoke to one of my friends here in India, okay. she's uh, a marketing head with a company, so I spoke to her and I said, would you want to do it with me, I either we can do it on motherhood or you know, uh, life in Canada versus life in India, that kind of a thing and yeah. all of those things, So we were juggling on a few ideas but it never worked, it never took off. So and then after that I also got busy, I never took it, uh, took it ahead and everything, it was just last year when I came to India, uh, because we decided to uh, uh, you know, come here for a few months, um, I had work also and then uh, our uh, visa status was changing and all that, so we had to take a gap in between, Okay. so that's when we came um, back to India, I had a little time to spare, that's number one, secondly, there were a lot of people here to take care of my child, Okay. So <laughs> uh, I had more time on myself. So that's when I thought that why not start, let me start uh, thinking about the idea all over again. Right. So then I started listening to a lot of Indian podcasts. I started doing a lot of research on Indian podcasts and everything. And in the whole pretext, I found this one idea that I really wanted to work in work on was like, like how in India the culture had changed where people were just doing nine to six kind of jobs being happy with it, earning good amount of money, going back home, spending time with their family and that's it. That was life. Yeah, that, that used too. to be life in India like about ten years, fifteen years back, right?
0: Still so but now, people lives like
1: Yeah, but but I'm talking about the age group of people twenty five to thirty five kind of yeah, people yeah. who can... have a who who are ready to do a lot of other things in life. Exactly. Not basically not basically just to earn money. But it's just like some passion is there, passion, they want to yeah. fuel it. Or they want to learn something new, you know, things exactly. like that. So, I met a lot of people who were doing multiple things Mm -hmm. and uh, that's when I thought that and they are like all people next door They are not celebrities, they are just next door people So, I was like, you know, I want to you know, take their stories and take their stories to the world because they are interesting enough for me So, if there is a guy who is a banker if I look, he's my neighbor and I look at him yeah, he dresses up like a banker he leaves at 8 o'clock in the morning he comes home at 7 o'clock in the evening and what does he do after that? I mean, I don't know. But but he may be a writer after that. He may be a DJ after that, you know. Exactly. You know, things like that. So those are very interesting things and in how people uh, uh, are juggling between these two lives. I thought that let me start a podcast on that. And that's when I started working on the idea. I met a lot of people. Um, I decided to go in with a lot of people in Delhi itself and all. Found interesting things. So, yeah, so that's when I spent like at least three months to do my research okay. uh, to make, uh, because um, I was like, you know, I don't want to jump the guns. I didn't even know the P of podcasting in terms <laughs> of, I, don't, I didn't know what equipment to use, how to record a podcast or, you know, things like, like today we were talking about remote podcasting with exactly. software. And so, you know, that's how it is. So, and I met a few podcasters also in mm-hmm. Delhi itself. Um, who had been doing this you know what are the things that they had been um, um, you know uh, uh, what obstacles they had and everything yeah so in that whole process I did my research then I started uh, you know uh, meeting people saying that okay fine I would like to feature you let's do an episode and all that right so yeah so I, I released the podcast in I think in December I released it so far I've released four episodes Mm -hmm. Um, I plan to do and it's my podcast uh, so I then kept a screen name for myself because I do not want to stick myself to one particular genre, I
0: want to do
1: multiple things. so my screen name is The Sound Scribbler, I also blog I have a uh, blog page on medium where I write about multiple things so I've written about podcasts I've I've, uh, uh, I've written about you know how podcasts are important for people to actually uh, spend their spare time Exactly I've written it about uh, some marketing concepts and everything. So, I do all of that also. I just started this a couple of months back. So, I'm kind of very new to all of this.
0: But still, we have and... started like.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I started in December. So, I, my screen name is The Sound Scribbler. The first series is called The Flip Side Beyond the Nine to Six. Okay, Again, cool. about people who have full time careers and then. Um, uh, they're just trying to live a passion or probably yeah. try to earn an extra income and in doing things and how they're juggling between the two lives.
0: Okay, cool. Broadcasting is great. Like I'm having awesome experience.
1: I'm sure, yeah. it, it It's nice. Plus, um, there's no pressure. No exactly. pressure in terms of like, you know, that oh, I have to look a certain way. Oh, <laughs> I have to do this. I have to spend so much money on equipment. It's like the cheapest form to actually do any kind of communication or entertainment is podcast
0: and whenever i, I do have guests i don't look at the numbers like how much followers he or she is having on social media yeah
1: right? yeah yeah exactly because you know all these things believe me i come from the marketing side of things um i feel that on social media increasing the number of followers is the easiest thing just pay some money and you get ah, can exactly. get like thousand followers Sure. and uh, that's why even for my podcast i'm I don't promote it too much I just want to first get it done and then probably then later I can because I want to finish my I plan to do this as a seven episode series okay I'm already done four three I've lined up to release three more and uh, because otherwise with podcasting also happens is that you know if you do a particular series for too long for like 100 episodes or something (laughs) it tends to get very monotonous
0: exactly
1: and I am the kind of person who gets very bored so I'm like, no, and I have multiple ideas in my head. So I'm like, no, I do not want to stick to one genre. I'll do multiple things nice. and uh, whatever works great. If it doesn't work, at least I have given some story, some piece of experience to the world to listen to. True.
0: And audio has got that influential power.
1: Any day, any day. Listen, all of us, we've grown up on radio sets. Okay.
0: And <laughs>
1: am Yeah. So even when uh, in spite of TV and cable TV and everything, uh, when we used to travel to go to school or to yeah, go to yeah. college and everything we used to have our fm on and all that yeah to to it. Why so it's you? all about the uh, power of audio
0: true okay and my next question is like we think lot in life rather uh, rather than doing and experiencing it did any such thing happen to you in life
1: yeah my podcast I took a year and a half to start a podcast <laughs> so, I think this is like the biggest example <laughs> because uh, you know that's what because initially when the idea came and I spoke to my friend over here and everything because I did not have the confidence of doing this on my own that
0: okay. is why
1: you know, I got in touch with my friend who was much more, she was more technologically sound and you know mm-hmm. at a, a good post and everything So I thought if could all might as well you know take her help rather than figuring out everything on my own from scratch Mm -hmm. so it was just basically the fear of getting into the unknown that is why probably I prolonged it also so uh, yeah so and after this experience I have now gotten into this thing if you have an idea just do it you don't have to bother about what people are going to think or what um, you know uh, what you are going to think about yourself you know I sucked at it I was so bad at it Be it yaar. I mean it's okay. Everything is digital. If you don't like it, you just get it offline. Just delete it. It's okay, it's done, it's over with it, you know? That kind of a thing. So yeah. So my podcast is but the biggest example of your question.
0: <laughs> Good example, like. And I'm glad that you shared it. Yeah. Okay. And what potentials you want to unlock for yourself and what approach you would follow for it?
1: Okay. So um I don't know whether it's a potential Uh, uh, so I have been told that I have a lot of potential in terms of um, being a speaker or Mm -hmm. being somebody you know uh, who can talk about experiences and stories out in like in a gathering or uh, do videos on it and everything. I can do that because obviously for my work I do a lot of presentations and everything Mm -hmm. so like you know talking in front of people is not a problem for me but Um, Yeah, talking sense on a particular thing which is not work related, I don't know whether I can do that right now. I've been told a lot of times I have the potential. Uh, Honestly speaking, I haven't started working towards it. Probably my podcast can be like a stepping stone for me to start taking up, um, you know, speaking, small speaking, speaking assignments. Okay. And then probably, you know, build on it as to see speaking assignment can be on anything. It can be on uh, your work related. It can be experiences what I'm talking to you about also. But then it has to be structured in a way that the person sitting in front of you is listening to you, investing the time to listen to you is not getting bored. True. So. Uh, yeah so I think my podcast is like a way for me to work towards it because in my podcast also I try to um, make sure that I'm trying to tell a story where the person who's listening to it is not getting bored right. so yeah so yeah so that is one I think uh, is one potential that I really want to unlock I don't know how I'm going to find time for that but yeah, I do want to
0: everyone has got that X factor we just need to begin exactly great and did you ever face criticisms? How did you react to it?
1: Um, yeah, I face criticism all the time. <laughs> so, uh, if you were to ask me this question five years back, I think uh, at that time I couldn't take criticism and I would like react very badly to it. Oh. Because um, I have always been this one person that you oh, no, I am correct all the time. I still am sometimes. <laughs> I still behave like that, but it's okay. It's all about. Um, you know, um, uh, getting matured in life also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now also I do face criticism. There's no doubt about it. When I released my podcast, the first okay. one, it didn't go very well with the first episode. Okay. Uh, it wasn't very good, and I myself heard it later, and then I was like, Yeah, ab to release kari I did not like I, the format was also too long. So I took a while. So when uh, and I got criticism from my friends and family because that's one whom you send it to first, right? That this is yeah. what it is and I want you to listen to it and all. So I got criticism from my friends and family and I was like, Acha, okay, I'll work towards it. But on Instagram, this one person, she sent me a direct message and she told she told me very clearly that your editing is really bad. Your okay. content is good, you're speaking well, but your editing is really bad. I did, it did go down very well on me. It took me like a couple of hours to recoup out of it and say, okay, I was really bad and somebody really had the, this thing to actually send me a message on Instagram. And you like, should
0: have replied, like, I'm not a sound engineer.
1: No, 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 no. I, I was very, see, I was very proper with her. I said, okay, thank you for your feedback, you know, that kind of thing. I just held myself together because I don't want to unnecessarily get into a quarrel with the. Uh, anybody right so uh, uh, but then later I took a couple of hours to recoup out of that and I was like okay fine so I need to work towards it and um, I told my husband he helps me with a lot of editing work for him also he's like a timer for this because I I don't know the T of technology and my (laughs) He is a software person, he's an IT guy. Nice. So, which he thinks, he tells me, he's like, you know, just because I'm from the technological background, it's not that I'm your sound engineer. Leverage. But, anyways, <laughs> till the time I'm making enough money that I can hire somebody else, I would rather just, uh, put him through the uh, suffering and yeah. get it done so anyways so yeah so and then I thought about it and I was like okay fine if this person is saying that and I heard it myself I knew Mm -hmm. it myself it was not something new that that girl was telling me but then I was like okay okay, fine I need to work towards it I worked towards it and the second episode was better the third episode was better you know so that's how it and even while recording my podcast I know now you know what to do what not to do how is it going to fit in the edit you know things like that so yeah so that's what I'm saying so criticism I like I take a little bit of time to adjust to it so if somebody tells me on my face or like on social media messaging saying that okay this was not good this was not good i on the face of it I'll be very brave and I'll say no okay fine thanks for your feedback it was it's good to know and everything in my head I'll be like oh my god I am the worst person why am I (laughs) doing this I'll just bog myself down through that so which is It's like with time you learn to face criticism, so it's alright.
0: Perfectly answered. Even I have faced like uh, with the podcasting thing. Before podcasting, Mm -hmm. I was into a YouTube like technological channel, but the the situation or the kind of recording thing was not amazing me, like, so I left Mm -hmm. that and started with the podcast. So my friends were like, hey, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> I other than streamlining the things. Like I love to do something other than a streamlined process.
1: Exactly. No, and it's nice to do these things because see, all of us are new to this, okay? It's not that right. we've been taught about these things in school. No, we haven't. Technology is new for all of us. So and you get to you learn things only while you practice it, right? It's like yeah. theoretically all of us know that it's a recording karna, essay karna and everything till the time we actually get into it nahi pata lagta
0: right and basically we are connecting globally right now like through this medium
1: exactly exactly so So it's okay and things take time it's all right. there is it's like you know uh, again somebody I interviewed the other day for my podcast also told me this thing that you know if you are doing things like these don't think about you know just making money because the moment you have this thing in your at the back of your mind that no I have to make money out of it you will start getting frustrated and you will start being like, you know, why am I putting so much effort and time into it? Exactly. So, yeah, so it's okay. Things take their own time, let them take time. It's okay.
0: True. And what does Glitters of Life mean to you?
1: You know, uh, this is a very interesting thing because I like the name also that you've given to this podcast, Glitters of Life. Okay, so for me, um, you know, everybody knows what size does a particular glitter come on and they are very small in size, right? they are not like really huge it's like those small, small glitters actually make it look so beautiful so for me also glitters of life is basically the small things the small things that give you happiness, the small things that give you joy when you uh, start paying attention to those rather than the big things and those little small moments, small things they actually make your life completely like full of glitter Right. So it's not about one big thing It's about like you know Little little things like something as Little as that let's say my Child just did something very funny And mm-hmm. stupid and I ended <laughs> up laughing On it. So it and He and I both had a laugh on it So that is a small cute moment Which you wouldn't want to miss or even at work It happens a small, uh, <clears throat> Especially when you work for a startup There are like very these very little Small uh, Yeah yeah uh, happinesses that come along oh i have uh, now, you know suddenly this person called up and said that your artwork was very good or your, this was very good so these are like small joys in life so it's, for me glitters of life is like just enjoy these small joys of life the later big things they are who's seen though they'll come whenever they have to
0: cool so, thank yeah. you for That's defining I mean. thank you thank you so much and moving to the last part the rapid fire so okay, are you ready? that's scary
1: for me <laughs> I and mean, that's like pretty scary for me <laughs> okay so yeah my first ever amateur yeah. do i get anything for it or no <laughs>
0: <laughs> how much questions are there six questions i think so
1: oh six? <laughs> let's see oh, okay. let's see okay fine <laughs> okay go ahead shoot. okay
0: my first question is like what would you do with your 15 minutes of fame
1: Happy and in a state of Zen with it. Okay. Yeah, I thought... just like just like overwhelmed and state of Zen. I'm like, oh this really happened to me. Wow. And then those fifteen minutes get over okay, this happened to me fifteen minutes back, you know, that type kind of thing.
0: people would spend them in updating status.
1: No, I am quite
0: bad. <laughs>
1: Nee, nee, I'm quite bad with that. I take time like a chakya lick na you know. Is- <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: okay. Second question. What is the meanest thing you have ever said to someone?
1: I don't really remember. I can't really remember. I I you know what the, my problem is I don't say things to people. Like when I have to be mean, it just comes on my face. So if I really have to be mean to somebody it will come automatically on my face and you know people who are close to me or who know me they are like you know can you just like shut up and keep your expressions (laughs) on to yourself you know that way so I don't because I I usually when I open my mouth I tend to be very politically correct that has been my thing right I don't know from how long but it comes on my face so I wouldn't say it but I would have said it to on my face and the person in front of me would have understood okay this person is like he's saying something mean to me in our head
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> and what is the first thing you notice about someone when you meet, first meet
1: is how is how presentable that person is okay yeah, like even before that person has opened his or her mouth to speak or to even say hello <laughs> and uh, sometimes it's not, a, it's not a very good thing, I, I don't categorize myself in being judgmental but basically analytical. and I don't, it's more of analytical, it's more of understanding you know, uh, where does the person come from and you know, uh, how's this person going to be and then when you start talking to that person, you start connecting pieces. And then you are able to understand that person far better. So I don't want to be like very superficial about it that no, I will see that what brand of clothes that person is wearing or what brand of shoes that person is wearing, it doesn't matter to me. As long as that person is wearing clean shoes and clean clothes, you are presentable, you know, that kind of a thing. So (laughs) yeah.
0: now they have a better idea about what you expect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What compliment does people give you the most?
1: um okay that's interesting people uh, okay uh uh, people tell me that uh i uh, i connect with people very easily okay so i've been told a lot of times that you know uh even in the first time i meet somebody i can like really talk and connect with that person Mm -hmm. very well so i've been told this a lot of times that you connect with people so this uh yeah and i've been told like by multiple people at multiple times in multiple cities okay so so yeah so that's the compliment that i get a lot
0: sounds good okay how do you define happiness
1: okay for me happiness is if i don't have to bother about the time if i don't have to bother about what am i going to eat or what my son is going to eat and all those kind of things (laughs) that i'm in that state of state of mind that my mind is shut absolutely shut so that for me that is what happiness is that my mind is absolutely closed and I'm just like looking at the sky and staring at the sky and just thinking generally, okay. randomly or I'm just sitting on the couch and watching TV and just like changing channels without even thinking about the fact that what do I want to watch <laughs> you know that kind of a thing for me honestly that is happiness because that comes only when I am sorted and I'm very uh, like you know I don't have any worries in my head okay. you know that that is a state of Zen for me that comes when I'm not worried about anything so for me that is happiness
0: Cool, Neatly defined, I must say. <laughs> uh, what is one item you could never live without? My phone. Achha, but not a technology.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> my phone for me, not technology. For me, my phone is I need to know the whereabouts of people who are close to me.
0: Okay, nine one. And my biggest,
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 and my biggest fear of my life is that you know. Um, if my phone can network network or I don't have battery, the first thing that comes to my head is like people who are close to me, something bad has happened. You know, that uh, kind of thing. So I need to be connected to them to like, even if I'm not talking to them or I'm not messaging, it's like my network and my battery should be there so that if there is a problem, I'm the first person to get a call. You know, right. that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. So my phone is one thing I can never live without. That is for sure.
0: Good to know. Okay. Yeah. Well, the moment is here. It was so oh. good to have you on the show.
1: Thanks um, a lot, Rohit. It was great for me. This is my first uh, when uh, I'm on the other side of the table. Okay. And uh, now I know how it feels like to be on the other side <laughs> of the table. But, like, that, you know, I don't want to say something that sounds stupid and sounds very irrelevant, but uh, you end up talking a lot. So I hope I haven't done that. <laughs> no, no. And, uh, Thank You very much, and it was like really nice connecting with you. Like, we don't know each other,
0: True.
1: uh, we live in different cities, yeah, and uh, like you know, completely different walks of life. And suddenly, one day, getting a message from you, it was like it. And this is what <laughs> I like to do because that's a now since so now we'll know each other, we'll know what we are doing in our lives, and you know, we'll be connected right, right. in some way for sure. So, this is nice, and uh, it's great what you're doing. You're actually. Um, trying to make everybody's life glitterful with experiences which thank is you, nice which is very nice
0: thank you and the qualities you shared the principles you follow and the other side of side of yours like being a cool person certainly suits you
1: okay thank you very much <laughs> I am <laughs> glad somebody called me cool <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> thank you and thank you so much for sharing your journey and inspiring people to keep on experimenting and follow the passion will surely work for them and also wish you a very all the best for future endeavours. Thank you, Anuba.
1: Thank you to you too.
0: Thank you so much. Have a good time.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to the entire piece of episode. We'll be coming back with the new and exciting episode very soon. Till then, stay tuned and add glitters to your life.